Conference of Champions rolls on. No truck stops here. We are the Pac-12. We are the best of the best. Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos. Joining me, as always, Avery. Hey. And Matthew Bertson. We're going to try to not get yelled at today. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Truck Stops Pod and send us emails at No Truck Stops Podcast at gmail.com. This is our basketball episode where we ca- recap Pac-12 hoops action that happened over the past week and look forward to what's coming. Um, a little announcement. I think we're going to do, did we say, did we already decide we're going to do a live Twitter spaces post game for UCLA Gonzaga, right? Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you know, we've been doing some, uh, Twitter spaces post game stuff. We did one for the Arizona state Riverside game, a random game, but people came to it. Um, and it was an insane finish. So that, that ended up working out. Um, we also did it for UCLA Villanova post game. Um, after that game ended, we're going to be doing it again for UCLA Gonzaga Tuesday night. Um, you'll get another, you know, we'll release this podcast next Tuesday morning. The, and we'll remind you all, but just put that on your calendars next next Tuesday uh, against Gonzaga. That game is happening in Las Vegas. I think it's happening at 6 p.m., something like that. I can't remember the time. Um, anyway. 11.30. So, it's, at, it's at 7 p.m. Nice. Pacific. 7 Pacific. So keep an eye out for that. Um, if you don't have Twitter, you don't need to have Twitter for Twitter spaces. Uh, we'll have a link on our Twitter in case you need to go find it um, and you're not joining us on Twitter, although I think the vast majority of people are. But uh, keep an eye out for that. We'll do that. It's been fun. People have been kind of chiming in and having their thoughts. It was, it's was it been yeah, really come, good. Come yell about your team. Come yell about your rival's team. It's a good time. It's a good time. All right, we do have a lot to talk about with regards to Pac-12 basketball over the past week. Um, let's start with a segment call we call Peak of the Pack. I actually had a sound for this from our uh, our buddy Chug. He, um, he asked him to send something in, and I was supposed to edit it, but I just didn't get around to it, so I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it next week. Um, instead of recapping game by game, we're just going to sort of go use some of these segments to talk about the Pac-12 slate from the past week. Uh, so the purpose of this little segment here, Peak of the Pack, it's pretty simple. Who do you think has had the best week in the Pac-12? Um, and it can be a team, it can be a player, it can be a coach, it can be whoever. Let's start with Avery. Avery, who had the best week this past week? Yeah, since I'm first, I get to choose the easy answer. And yes. I'm going with the whole UCLA team um, and McCronin. I don't think you can like easily separate out a single person that was like the best in this performance. You know, Johnny Juzang, Ame Jaquez both had incredible games, but so did Tiger Campbell, so did Jules Bernard. Um, and then it was like a ton of yeah, fun the to Jules see the guys. erasure here. I'm not, I'm not, not good with the Jules erasure. <laughs> and Jalen Clark. It was fun to see all the guys come off the bench. Um, they were really exciting. I will say I was not impressed with Miles Johnson, but it's early in the season, so that could improve um, their center that transferred in in the offseason. But they beat. And to be clear, just to be clear, you're talking about the UCLA, just so that people who aren't aware, UCLA did go 2 0 this yes. past week, and that included an overtime win over Villanova, 86 to 77. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I always get the score wrong. Anyway, sorry. Just to yeah, that's what I was about to say. They beat yeah, they beat number four Villanova. Um, I think this game they went to overtime, but I think it was still a convincing enough win that you can say this early in the season that UCLA is as advertised. 
they're they're a good team and I'm really excited to see the Gonzaga game um this upcoming next next week on the 23rd I believe uh it's gonna be a ton of fun to see them go against the number one team right now but yeah UCLA is clearly the best Mick Cronin Mick Cronin the egg is real I'm very excited for this team yeah I thought they were yeah very clearly the the biggest winner I think of the past week um I, the way that so they started their week off we talked about it uh, last week beating Bakersfield and were really locked in um that Villanova UCLA game was a lot of fun also like as a UCLA fan it was stressful um but I think for neutral observers I, I, we can ask Matt um the casual um but I it just felt like a lot of fun there was a lot of back and forth um at some point it looked at one point it actually kind of looked like Villanova was pulling away because they had done such a really a, such a great job of hunting frankly Miles Johnson their big man who had just transferred in from Rutgers they did a really good job of hunting him and uh getting him on screens and saying hey uh, we don't think you can guard us out here we think you're too big too slow to rotate over um over here on the three you want to go ahead and switch we think you're too slow to do that so um you know we're just gonna bomb we're gonna bomb threes from outside and that worked for villanova for a long time villanova has shooters those those dudes can shoot um colin gillespie was killing ucla particularly in the first half um so, but uh, again, this is, it was like a, it, it almost reminded me of a tournament game from UCLA from last year where Mick Cronin was making some really nice adjustments in game uh, instead of trying to switch everything like they had done, what like they would normally do when, you know, you get on those screens and they're just sort of switching everything. They decided to uh, try to keep with their man and fight over screens. And that was a lot more effective. Um Villanova did not have the three-point output. They had the three-point efficiency, the shooting percentage, I think, is pretty similar, but they didn't have the output that they did in the first half, um, in the second half. Uh, So UCLA granted out another game, very, like, very in line with their identity, I think, under Mick Cronin and in Mick Cronin's biggest and best games. Um, UCLA just likes to grind teams and wear them out and play physical and then say... Hey, if y'all are still standing, you know, at the end of the second half in overtime, you beat us. But um, Jay Wright, the Villanova head coach after the game, said we were just worn down. Um, and this is a common story for what UCLA tries to do, right? They're just they're just going to hang around. They're just going to fight. They're going to play you physical. They're going to make you work for everything. You might be ahead with four or five minutes to go. But then that's when it's like uh, <laughs> a butthole clenching time. Are you going to do you have the legs for it? Um, and they, you know, Villanova didn't and UCLA did, and that's what they do well. So Matt, were you watching this game? Did you, uh, how did you, did you enjoy it? Was it fun for you? Yeah, no, I definitely did. It it definitely was fun. It was late, late, late. It was like three hours past my bedtime. So that was, that was brutal. Um, specifically on a weekday instead of in their normal Friday slot. But, um, no, it was, it was definitely really good. I was very impressed with the atmosphere. I did not. I, there was there was points of it, and I, I just don't think the sound really like carried through the broadcast very well. I know you said that you were there and the building was rocking. It did not carry super well on the broadcast, um, especially a lot of because in Poly Pavilion the students are on like the end lines, right? Yeah. Uh, no, they're on the sideline. Side. And they're on the sideline, mm-hmm. and they're on the they like, they're on. They like curve so, so are they on the side under yeah. like the camera then? Because the opposite side of the camera seemed like it was just everybody was sitting the yeah, whole time. Yeah, most of the like, time, yes. most of the time, was cameras pointed at the people across from the den, the student section. 
Okay. Uh, that's so what you I could thought. occasionally see like pool noodles flying up. Right. But, yeah. So just, it, there wasn't enough fans outside of the students standing up. I felt like. And that's and that's one thing that I will say like. It is one of the easiest low lift things that you could do for your basketball product. I think that the way that Duke does it, where their entire student section is right along that baseline or that that sideline where, you know, you have the camera looking right at them and it provides this really cool environment. I I would have loved to have seen that from and I think that that would have carried a lot better through the broadcast, but otherwise no, it was definitely like you could you could hear noise. It was definitely everybody was playing really really hard that was extremely impressive and fun and and definitely gave it that tournament feel where it didn't feel like we went a 10 minute stretch of game time where like nobody really cared that much and nobody was executing very sharply so it was good and I mean I favorite part of of this is just how much both of these teams liked to spread the floor and actually take advantage of you know the entire game of basketball and use the entire floor instead of just trying to get into you know a a terrible five pass mid-range you know throw it up and see what happens um it actually looked like both of these teams really had uh a a goal and and something that they were actually attempting and that was very much so in stark difference to what we saw out of teams like arizona state this week (laughs) yeah and to your point about the um the student section yeah, you couldn't see them, and there was a whole lot of. We didn't talk about this on. Uh, we did maybe maybe we did talk about this on Twitter Spaces. There was a huge logistical mess for this game, um, and really, I don't think I'm not sure how much it hurt the TV product because I obviously was at the game. I was watching, but um, there were some real issues with getting students in. It turned into a massive mosh pit. Like, kind of, there's some there. People were kind of concerned for their safety there. Like, it was. Uh, you know, you had people camping out, um, but when it came to game time and they opened the gates, it like it just it didn't matter if you were camping out. Like people just kind of were cutting. And they didn't control massive... what door the students entered through. They could go through any door. No, I th- it, they had there was a specific door, but like there was a line, right? And yeah. so when it when they opened it, everyone just rushed to the front, oh, whether you were camping or not, yeah. and it turned into this huge no decency. That's no bad. decency. Yeah, <laughs> In my I mean school, really, it's... <laughs> when you get thirty kids to basketball games, we line up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think you know it was, it was really on UCLA for oh, for bad. for not having a great system. They used to have a really good system, but I think I think they weren't good at basketball for a while, and it didn't really matter. So they simplified it, but now they might have to go back to that. And then you know, logistically, they were checking vaccine cards outside, and they're like, I'm not sure if it was apparent on the broadcast, but you know, 50% of the fans weren't in their seats by the time tip-off happened, and that was because the vast majority of them were waiting to get inside because they only had, like, two people checking How early cards. did it, they open the doors? Um, I'd say about an hour before tip-off, That's maybe about bad. 45 minutes, yeah. It, it was an 8.30 local tip. We just kind of figured everybody was still getting through traffic. Yeah, I, uh, they were they uh, the traffic they were having to navigate was trying to get into Poly Pavilion. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> was the actual. It wasn't like oh my gosh, no one's here. Okay, at least that's not good to for know. me. I didn't care. I was watching the basketball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the student section did a great job. Um, they for I think they really set the tone for. I mean, it was, it's just really cool to see these marquee games happening at cam- like on campus. Yeah. Like you just we're not yes. going to get that environment. In Vegas, and, when you see Lane Gonzaga play, which and with is not. returning players, like there was a noticeably different like cheer when Juzang yes. or Hawk has scored. Like there's, this is definitely very much so. Like this is your ideal version of college basketball, where you have players returning, you have really good players returning, 
um, and, you know, really good teams playing on campus. This definitely was, this is the dream of the product for sure. Yeah. Uh, any other winners, uh, or, uh, like peak peak who, who else was peak of the pack 12? I guess I'll throw one out here. Um, I thought, uh, I'll throw in Utah. I mean, I, I think, uh, I, I kind of Arizona, USC, Oregon, all look great, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say Utah just because, um, they have looked mostly impressive, I think against, uh, you know, whatever they're, they're tune up games, but, um, they're beating them as they should. I think they're covering the spread. Um, I think that defensively they look really good. They have they have some, uh, not a, a whole lot, but they have some talent there. Like well, Booth Brandon Gotch Carlson. Is, Booth Gotch is back now, and Booth the Gosh. only game he's played is against Sacramento State, which right. isn't like a marquee game, but you can tell that the offense is just much smoother with him on the court, which was like my biggest concern after the Abilene Christian game, which is nice. It's nice to see some offense. Even yeah. putting up 70 in the Abilene Christian game was surprising. Yeah. I, both of these games being over 60 points is genuinely shocking. Yeah. It was, uh, so I was, I was, uh, I thought they were a good peak for the conference. Um, I thought they did a, a, you know, it was really impressive so far what they're doing. I think people were sort of like, oh, they're not bringing anything back. New head coach. Uh, they might lose some of these games, kind of like, a, you know, like a Cal or something. Um, any other uh, peaks of the Pac 12 over the past week? Yeah, Cal football um, <laughs> of everything that they're going through right now. They didn't lose a bye game. <laughs> they're not zero and two right now. I mean, uh, Cal football boy. riding high. Did they have they didn't have a bye game. It was a a COVID cancellation game, wasn't it? Yeah, for their football. I don't know. I don't follow football anymore. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. They didn't. They didn't lose to UC San Diego. So. Oh, true. <laughs> Um, oh, and that's who what is you the mean. other B-U-Y and UNLV? Game. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh, <laughs> oh I see. Um, and they lost to UNLV. Ah, Cal, very bad. Yeah, not yeah. not no. peak of the Pac-12. Absolutely garbage. Um, any other peaks that uh, anyone wants to bring up? Still impressed with Washington State. Um, yeah, they're I looking think good. They're a lot better than people are going to give them credit for. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about them. Yeah, we will. Um, okay, so let's let's move on. Let's play a little game of take your pick. Uh, the rule is simple. I'm going to give you a couple of options to choose from, and you're just going to tell me what you pick. Um, we've talked about Arizona, Oregon, and USC very, very briefly, all looking, I think, like real contenders for the Pac-12. None of them have any have had any marquee games just yet, but they're all undefeated, 2-0 um, so far. Um, the best win at this point is probably Oregon's blowout win over Southern Methodist uh, SMU, which is ranked number 65 in Ken Palm. Um, the question is, based on what you've seen from these three teams, um, Arizona, Oregon, or USC, who do you th- who who would you pick right now to be UCLA's biggest threat in the conference? Avery, take your pick. Oh, that's hard because I think they're all going to be pretty good teams. Um, and you know, I, I'm going to go with Arizona. This is a shocking pick. This comes out of left field for me. I I think I think Arizona has looked very good. Um, they haven't had they haven't played great teams. They played North Northern Arizona and um, University of Texas Rio Grande, but they they were very convincing wins. They didn't falter at all, um, like a lot of the teams in the Pac-12 have um, the last week against bad opponents. They've let them hang around, but they destroyed them. They beat Northern Arizona 81 to 52 and then University of Texas Rio Grande 104 to 50. So 
absolutely blow out. I think Tommy Lloyd is a really good coach um, coming from Gonzaga, and I'm really excited to see what he does with this team. Uh, Zulus Tabellis is insane. He's very good offensively, um, and I think he's going to really mess up some people in the Pac-12. Uh, he's just like a really talented offensive big man, which is nice to have on your team. So I'm excited to see Arizona. I think people are forgetting they exist because of the postseason ban last year and everything that happened with Sean Miller. But I, I think they have a lot of talent on their roster. I think they have a great coaching staff and they have the history to be a big time opponent and threat for UCLA this season. Yeah, I was I was gonna go the same route. I mine is is for their depth reasons. I really like their depth that they can throw out there. I really like the bigs matchup um, that they would show against a potential, you know, showdown or or if it does come down to just a one on one game against UCLA. I, I like how they can actually match up with their depth, specifically on kind of defending what UCLA has to offer. Um, and of course, you know, you mentioned Tommy Lloyd, the architect of current day Gonzaga, um, really bringing a lot of the same things down to Arizona. So I'm definitely, obviously these are not anywhere near good games, um, but defense held up well, didn't give up, you know, 52 and 50 points given up, uh, scoring very, very well, doubling up, um, damn near doubling up in their second game. So I, yeah, I, I like Arizona looks most impressive right now. Um, but I, I definitely, I mean, this is, this is well picked. I think the three of these teams are are gonna do a lot of jockeying between each other. I I don't know who I would pick against each other right now. Yeah, and and Arizona had the worst opponents out of the three too. So it's like very this early in the season, it's super hard to compare what's going on. But they they are the in conference Gonzaga, if you will, for UCLA this season. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Um, and and. I go back and forth forth with this one. Um, up and for my answer was definitely going to be USC to this question up until the final five ten minutes of the of their game against Temple. They went up big. Um, they had a 25, 23 point lead. I think like pretty far into the second uh, half. Like it might have been uh, you know with about ten minutes or fifteen minutes or fourteen minutes. I think they had a twenty three point lead against Temple. Uh, Temple just kept chipping away and really made USC sweat for that win. Um, USC only won by, I think, six or seven, if I remember correctly. Um, Temple's not, I mean, Temple's fine. Um, they're they're not like a tournament team or anything like that, but they're probably solidly in the NIT or something. Um, so it would have been them, but I think, uh, I, I think, uh, first of all, uh, USC did get into the top 25 in the AP poll. Um, based on their kind of couple of games. I do think, I think it's going to be Oregon. Um, Oregon has had the best competition, I think, outside of UCLA, I think. Um, that's been the biggest game so far. It wasn't like a marquee game or anything, but SMU, again, ranked number 65 in Ken Palm and kind of blew them out. Didn't look super great in their season opener against, I forgot which school. Um, but um they have talent. I think they've got some great shooters. Um, I think they're still trying to learn how to play with each other, which is kind of scary. So I think I, I might take them as kind of the biggest threat. But all three of those teams are going to be in the mix. Um, Arizona, Oregon, and USC. They're all going to give US, uh, UCLA some fits. Um, I'm very intrigued by Arizona. 
And, you know, I think as a UCLA fan, like our traditional rivals in basketball is Arizona. Um, so having UCLA Arizona at the top of the conference would be very cool. Um, and I think that'd be fun, especially if Tommy Lloyd's good. Can't wait to hate, um, hate, hate on. I mean, I hated Arizona with Sean Mailer, but I can't wait to hate them even more. So, yeah. All right. So let's let's do another round of take your pick questions here. Uh, sticking with the unbeatens. Colorado, Utah, and Washington State all still undefeated. Um, that might change since uh, we're recording this as some games are about to tip off, but hopefully not. Hopefully they stay undefeated. Um, all three of these teams are 2-0, but of the three, Colorado, Utah, and Washington State, who do you trust more to keep this level of play going? Uh, Matt? This has to be Washington State. I, I don't think that there's another pick here. I love, love, love their length. Um, I love their um, just general consistency throughout the games and the way that they've been playing and winning. It doesn't feel like they've had any, you know, absurd five, seven minute stretches and then they just they just coast the rest of the game. Um, I've been really, really impressed with them. And then you look at their schedule. I mean, they just they just don't play anybody until conference play starts. They've Winthrop is probably going to be the most difficult game the rest of the way for them. So I, I really. Um, I think that they definitely are going to be setting up for a good, you know, feeling really good going into conference play. And I, I just, I love their length. They are tough to score against. I hope that stays true because uh, as we're recording this, and by the time people wake up, and if Washington State has lost to UC Santa Barbara, actually, I think UC Santa Barbara is their uh, their highest ranked team on their opponent, or their highest ranked opponent on their schedule. Um, you know, from the non conference, they are number ninety three. New Mexico State actually might be higher. I'll check that. No, they're not. Um, so that could be, I mean, people will wake up and think we're morons and be like, wait, they just lost to Washington State. We don't know well, what the outcome I'm that the one that was. said it, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but but I agree. Um, I definitely think Washington State of those three teams has looked better. Um, they have more talent. I think their length is really scary and really fun to watch. Um Colorado looks kind of rough right now and maybe they kind of figure their stuff out. And I guess Tad Boyle, if you had to trust coaches, just, just, just because Tad Boyle has been around longer, you might trust him more. But, um, you know, if I were ranking them, I feel like it's Washington state one, Utah two, and then Colorado, a pretty clear three to me, but I don't know, Avery, what do you think? Who would you who, take your pick? Yeah, I'd probably rank them the same way as you just did. Um, I've been really impressed with Washington state. Like Obviously, we're only two games in. They very well could lose to UC Santa Barbara in a matter of hours. Um, We know the UC schools are owning our conference right now. But specifically the... Except Cal. Did Cal be the UC school? Cal Cal is is a UC UC school. (laughs) (laughs) We forget. But they also also lost one. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) It's true. (laughs) um, Anyways, I like Washington State a lot. I like Kyle Smith a lot. Uh, He has to overcome a lot of challenging things with recruiting just up in Pullman and I really liked how they looked in their first two games Utah I'm very high on Utah um, a little less high than I am with Washington State I think they look really good defensively and I can say pretty confidently that they will not lose to Bethane Cookman tonight um, maybe they will D- very much doubt it they probably are going to lose now that I said that I'm very excited Getting is that it. how you say it it's not Bethune Cookman oh, what did I say Bethane cook I don't know I mean it could be right I I have no idea I've literally never heard that out loud I don't know (laughs) anyways I'm going to that game so hopefully they don't lose but I think Utah is going to be very good this season I think they're going to be shockingly good I don't know if they'll be a bubble team but 
they're right there. So I'm going to pick Washington State, but I'm not high on Colorado at all. They haven't impressed me very much. They're struggling to play Maine right now. Yeah, I was just going to say um, three-point yeah, game right, right now. now. Yeah, 25-22. Podcasting is a live, like, I, is a live yeah. medium. but I don't want to shit on Tad Boyle because he has accomplished some things up at Colorado, but I don't think he's that good of a coach. So, yeah. Yeah. TBD on them. Maybe they figure it out, but right now they they, they need to figure it. They have a lot to figure out. Um, all right, last take your pick here. Arizona State and Oregon State, two teams that we thought might be competing for a bubble spot um, and maybe even getting into the top half of the conference. Both are one and run right now, I think, with some soul searching to do. Arizona State um, lost on an absolutely insane three-quarters court shot to UC Riverside on Thursday. Um, that was a battle all game. Arizona State took a two-point lead with about one second left, something like that. Uh, and then UC Riverside inbounded it from three-quarters court and nailed that, that three. So that sent Arizona State to one and one. And frankly, they really should not have been... Um, it should not have been that close. And they played no. their previous opponent close too. Um, I can't remember. It was. Does anyone remember Arizona State played someone? It, it wasn't. It wasn't a marquee game at all. Portland. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like Portland. Portland. Um, so that was, and I think they were pretty competitive with them until late. And then Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State lost to I think what figures to be a pretty mediocre to bad Iowa State team by ten. Iowa State was in control of that game. For almost all of it, um, they were they they took it to Oregon State. Oregon State offense looks looks I don't know I, I think it looks brutal. But um, of these two teams, Arizona State and Oregon State, who do you trust to figure their shit out and get better as the season progresses? Take your pick, Avery. Oh, I have to say that ASU lost. They deserve to lose that game. Like uh, yeah. they UC San Diego. I mean UC Riverside. Excuse me. Like really owned that team like when ASU scored to be up two points with a second left I was upset because Bobby Hurley did not deserve the win and the ball doesn't lie that's why the three-quarter shot went in um I think that the loss to Iowa State is really bad in our preview of the season I said this was a game to watch for me because if Oregon State couldn't <laughs> yeah, convincingly did. beat Iowa State I was genuinely concerned about the beadlet. Um, as we all know, huge Oregon State fan Avery right here. It was bad. Iowa State didn't win a conference game last year. Like, they are not good. They have a new head coach and some impact transfers coming in, but I don't think that's enough to improve them to where they should be beating a team that should be a bubble team, you know? So I'm, I feel really bad about Oregon State right now, but I think that Wayne Tinkle is a better head coach than Bobby Hurley. Bobby Hurley is a good recruiter. Um, recruiting only helps you in the off season. So right now, uh, which team I think is going to figure it out better as the season progresses. I, I'm betting on Wayne Tinkle. I feel much better about him figuring it out. Um, and he has the pieces to do it. Whereas Bobby Hurley, I genuinely don't think he can coach up a team. Yeah. This is a tough one. I mean, I think you're right. Uh, like I think Oregon state, I trust Wayne Tinkle more than I trust Bobby Hurley. But um, I tr- I may trust Arizona State's talent more than I trust Oregon State's. I, I um, Oregon State's offense, I think, I think it's showing that game just showed to me how much Ethan Thompson mattered to Oregon State, their point yeah. guard who kind of was running that offense, and he obviously is gone now. Um, and it's just who's how how what is that offense doing? Like what what are they running? <laughs> um, it's it's 
pretty brutal. Um, Arizona State has a lot of the same issues I think it has had for a while, just like mistakes and turnovers and sloppy play and and, and just a, um, a very slow plotting offense that the, where the ball sticks. Um, but Kamani Lawrence looks really good for Arizona State. Um, um, Marcus Bagley looks awesome for Arizona State. Like I, I think they're really talented. Luther, uh, Luther, what's his last name? Uh, what is his I'll name? look it up. Oh, um, it's slipping me. I was just um, looking at it. Yeah, me too. Um, either, either way, uh, Luther. I think it's Luther Muhammad, if I, yes. if I remember correctly. Um, anyway, the, uh, he's looked okay a lot of times. I, Arizona State feels like they have more talent and they should be able to figure it out, but. I don't know how many times we're going to say this about Bobby Hurley having a talented team and not being able to put something together. Uh, I'm going to say Arizona State. Give me Arizona State. I think they'll figure it out. That talent should be able to figure it out. That's a very weird team. Their roster construction has now gone the completely other way, but I don't know. We'll see. But I'm not confident in either of these teams right now. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I, I have Arizona State being the exact um, basketball model of the Colorado Buffaloes are uh, football frauds. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> the trick about being frauds is that sometimes you end up nine and zero, and sometimes you end up own nine. And, and I very much so see this out of this Arizona state team where they are going to like, they're going to beat a UCLA or an Arizona and they're going to lose by 30 to a Utah or a Stanford. Like I, this is, this is going to be a wide variance team, especially with, how good that talent seems and, and how much I really think that like, if it just comes together for a game, they're going to look really, really good. And otherwise I think they're going to have a lot of these games where it just is, is a mess. And, and we're really just rolling the ball out, the ball out there at lifetime and seeing who can score like, and, and getting some exercise. So, um, <laughs> I, in that I just intrinsically can't trust them to do anything. So I'm picking Oregon state here to actually, you know, actually grow and actually become a better team. I don't know if that actually means that they end with more wins than Arizona state necessarily, but I'm going to be able to trust what they're going to be bringing to the court on a week in week out basis. Yeah. Oregon state, you have to remember Oregon state wasn't good until the end of February last season. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't have the wins to be in March madness. Like they had to win the conference tournament. So I, I feel like they could come around if they find a guy that can start carrying some of what Ethan Thompson carried, but we'll have to see. Um, I don't know. ASU, what you said, Matt, it's what we talked about. I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before, but this is just, it's bad for the conference. You don't want a team like that. You don't want a team that's going to beat UCLA and then turn around and lose to Washington or Cal. I don't think they're that bad. They won't lose to Washington or Cal. Say Stanford. (laughs) You don't want a team that will turn around and lose to Stanford. Like that would be terrible. So you know what? If they can't figure it out by conference play, I'd rather them just never figure it out. Yeah. I will say just real quick, you brought up the point about the Pac-12. I, I think people are kind of overblowing some of the Pac-12 struggles. Um, I think there's a lot of like, uh, you know, the Pac-12 is dog shit again. It's Washington looks bad. Cal looks bad. Stanford looks bad. Uh, Oregon State and Arizona State do not look great right now. Um, and while that's true, those, what, five teams, six teams do not look good. The rest of the the rest of the conference, I think, looks great, much better than I think was expected. UCLA looks elite. Arizona, Oregon, USC. Who knows? They're got to play some good competition soon, um, but they look elite right now. Um, 
Washington State and Utah. I mean, Washington State obviously looks like they're going to be pushing a lot of teams, and they may they may come into the into conference play looking pretty strong. And Utah, I think Utah's gonna they're probably coming to conference play looking pretty strong. I I you know, and they might they may struggle the most in conference play, but um, they're gonna give teams fits. Those uh, how many of teams with that? Seven, seven teams. Yeah, yeah, those seven teams. I, they look they look completely fine. Um, they have yet to give me any concerns. So you're gonna have I teams just, that are at the bottom of the conference. That's yeah. how it goes. Like Iowa oh, State and, didn't win a conference game last year. Baylor still won the tournament. Like it, that's how it happens. And to be clear, absolutely get these jokes off. Yeah. Like absolutely flame flame cow. They deserve <laughs> they deserve it. every bit of it. Um, but yeah, it's in no way an indictment on the conference as long as Cal doesn't win five conference games. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and if they win five conference games, it needs to be against Stanford, Stanford and Washington. Washington, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Themselves if they have to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they get uh, how many times they get to play um, Stanford or Washington. Or I guess they're going to play Stanford twice, I think. So I don't know how many times they'll play Washington. Anyway, um, we're talking a little bit about them, so we might as well just very quickly talk about them. Don't want to talk too much about the bottom of the conference, but Stanford and Washington both one and one on the season. Stanford kind of barely beat Carleton State and then got blown out by Santa Clara. Washington opened with a loss to the directional Huskies, uh, Northern Illinois. Sorry, the The Huskies. Huskies. Thank you. Uh, 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 Washington, they're the Seattle Huskies. Um, and then they beat, uh, Washington beat Northern Arizona in a close game on Thursday. Again, Northern Arizona, not great. Um, and then finally Cal lost to both UC San Diego and UNLV. They're the only Pac-12 team without a win now and the only school in the UC system uh, playing D1 basketball without a win. Um, Is that those teams- in the entire UC system? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I mean, for playing D1 basketball, right? They, like I think UC Merced or they someone They play has San Diego D2. tonight, so <laughs> we yeah. shall see. San Diego funny, funny 2-0. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe they'll get their first win tonight. No. Um, and by the time people wake up, yeah. be like, "Hey, Cal's maybe looking all right." <laughs> um, so anyway, these teams look absolutely brutal right now. Uh, I'm not sure if you have any thoughts about them, or if you're just <laughs> you agree they're horrible. We move on. <laughs> Do yeah. you have any any other thoughts about them? Make fun of them on Twitter and tag us in it because I really enjoy be laughing at it. Yeah, yeah wonderful shit posting content right now. Uh, elite. It's so okay. Washington kind of makes me mad because I think. UW has beautiful uniforms. I'm not sure if people are watching these games. Oh, their look is so good. They like it's it's all white and again just that like kind of gradient like mountain looking triangles at the bottom. Um, it's so clean. It's beautiful, and they look so bad playing in them. <laughs> yeah, check out um, check out their Twitter for highlights, just so you can see those basketball uniforms. Don't watch the games don't watch those <laughs> games uh we're legal we are not do not hold us legally liable for <laughs> yeah. watching washington play basketball uh fucking terrible stuff from all of them anyway all right let's move on to making our picks for the week okay so as always i'm going to pick a couple of games Uh, obviously we're not going to pick the entire slate over the week that would be exhausting and annoying especially since a lot of these are against uh you know lower teams by games as they call them um so i'm just going to say these are kind of pointless until we get to conference play because i think we're all probably going to pick pack 12 teams but whatever um 
So just to recap our, recap our picks from last week, we all picked UCLA to beat Villanova. We nailed that. Um, I'm a moron. I had us pick BYU Oregon, which is on Tuesday, <laughs> um, which is when this drops in the morning. So that when that episode will come out, we'll, we won't know until next time, but whatever. We all picked Oregon just for, for clarity. Um, anyway, pick three games for us to pick this week. Our first game to pick is Arizona State traveling to San Diego to play the San Diego State Aztecs. San Diego State number 34 in Kempom right now. Um, so that's going to be a pretty big early season test for the Devils. This game is on 7.30 p.m. Pacific on Thursday night. Thursday night. Great. So what do you got? Yeah, about picking the Pac-12 teams. Yeah. I realized um, that immediately when I read it. <laughs> maybe maybe if it was um, at home for ASU, but SDSU student section, the show gets after it. They're a pretty good, they're a pretty good basketball program. They've been good for years. Um, so I think they're gonna win this. ASU looks like frauds, and even if they do get it together this season, they're not gonna they're not gonna get it together by this game. So San Diego State's gonna win this one. Matt? Uh, in the spirit of the fraud, um, I am picking ASU. I was <laughs> just thinking that, yeah. I think I think that it's just going to, I mean, I, nothing about ASU is going to make sense this year. And I just, I think that their talent wakes up for this one. It does kind of feel that way, but I'm going to pick San Diego State. I'm not picking, I'm not picking Arizona State to do that until I see them do that this year with this new roster and this new offensive approach or whatever. Um, okay, our second game. Arizona is playing Wichita State in Las Vegas as part of the Roman main event. It's a four-team tournament uh, with Michigan UNLV on the other side of the bracket. Uh, the winner of those two games will play while the losers play in a consolation game, if for some reason you weren't familiar with how college basketball tournaments work. Anyway, this game is on Friday at 7 Pacific, Arizona, Was- Wichita State. Matt, who you got? Yeah, I like Arizona to make a run in this one and, and kind of make some statements here. So picking Arizona yeah, uh, I I think I'm going to pick Arizona also. Wichita State is a good test, though. Um, that will be their number 60. They're very nice. Number 69 in Ooh. Ken Palm. Ooh, very might nice. change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, maybe uh, that would be a really – it'd be really cool if they got it and they got to play Michigan, which figures yeah, to be a top, be a top 15 team. Um, and we get to see Arizona really get put through it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to pick Arizona. Grapes, who you got? Yeah, I'm picking Arizona. I'm really excited to see their offense against um, an actual defense. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. give them the title of an actual defense. I think it'll be a really fun game to watch, but Arizona is going to win. Yeah, big test. Michigan is number two in Ken Palm, so if they can make it, if they can make it past Wichita State, we'll have another really cool marquee game awesome. to watch. Um, I don't know when that be is. Maybe we should do a live Twitter spaces night. for that That'd one. Be a big NTS night. Yeah, It'd be fun. Um. And then lastly, on College Football Saturday, Stanford basketball travels to Waco, Texas uh, to play defending national champions uh, Baylor. Baylor is ranked seventh in Kempom as we record this. Grapes, take a pick. Are you going to pick the truck stop here? Yeah, I'm picking the truck stop. I'm sorry. Stanford's bad. I I don't. Stanford is barely better than Washington, in my opinion, and that's not good. Um, they're not good. Baylor's great. Baylor's at home. Uh, it's an 11 a.m. game. I don't think Stanford has a chance here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Baylor. Uh, unfortunately, I don't like picking truck stops, but uh stanford's horrible jared haas is horrible um they have you know i think i think they have some talent there that 
but they've just never been able to put it together. And Jared Haas has been there like, what, six, seven years? Yeah, he's been there a while. He's been there a while. Um, he's getting the David Shaw treatment, but without any David Shaw results in history. Anyway, Matt, who are you picking? You picking the truck stop? Yeah, no, competent Stanford is in the mud at this point <laughs> um, in all, all sports. So, yeah, Baylor on this one. Um, Carlos, are you going to the ASU San Diego game since you're – you know what? I was thinking. I was thinking about it. Um, that's game. That it's it's on my list of things of do I want to spend money to watch this? It might be an expensive game, but maybe no one cares about Arizona State. I'll ask. I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask just my take. Fiance. Just take Bill Walton with you. Take my buddy Bill. <laughs> maybe I know. Bill's on the call. I know. I know. Um, yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, I may go. Yeah, um, you should San Diego go. State. Uh, I, I will say Viejas Arena, where San Diego State plays. Oh, it's pretty dumpy. It's is maybe my least favorite. Uh, like big time sports venue it's it's old and decrepit i'm not sure if any of y'all have been to it but no i'm okay yeah it's not great <laughs> it is not good anyway that's it for us pack 12 hoops in full swing we'll be releasing a new episode every tuesday unless that stops making sense for whatever you've seen and then we'll switch it up and let everyone know but for now tuesdays 5 a.m pacific um and of course watch out for our football episode on mondays at 5 a.m for matt Hubertson at matt nyber and grapes at brave underscore grapes we didn't even mention that greg's not even here but uh <laughs> You can follow Greg at Banana Morphs. He's still at a truck stop on the East Coast. I'm Carlos at Equity Run. Thank you for listening. And remember, there are no truck stops here. Cal? <laughs> Cal, wake up. Washington. <laughs> I need you here, Cal. Maybe there's one. Maybe there's one. Rumors still and thick with smoke.